Hello, and welcome to Maine Golf Talk. We are your hosts, Zach Zonlo and Henry Fall. In these podcasts, we'll be discussing what makes Maine Golf so special. We'll be sharing our own experiences and knowledge as both players and coaches. We'll also branch out to discuss hot topics in the game and chat with special guests to hear their stories, all to keep you in the know and help you improve your game. Let's get into today's podcast. So this being our first episode, we thought we'd cover a few topics. Obviously, the COVID-19 pandemic situation comes to mind with courses being mandated to close in Maine this past week, Governor Mills issuing that for us. And um, wow, I mean, we played, Zach and I played Apple Valley, uh, what, last weekend, and, you know, they had... uh, the little pool noodles in the cups, and we we played eighteen holes. And we had a great time. We we tried to keep six feet apart, um, but certainly this is uh, quite a quite a decision. And when you look at some other states around the country, um, such as Arizona, where they are considering um, golf courses to be an essential business, this was you know quite a decision, and um, certainly has a lot a, a large effect on. Uh, main golf and and you know people getting outdoors around the state so uh what are your thoughts zach on that yeah i mean if you look at it maine needs golf it's such a short season that we need to start as soon as we can and play as long as possible so it was great that we started early i mean we started two three weeks earlier than normal but at the same time you know, now we're having to hold off, halt all of our progress that we made and sit and wait to see what happens. My big concern is now that they've deemed us non-essential, what's going to happen to some of these smaller courses? Like you just said, Apple Valley. I mean, it's nine hole track in Lewiston that, you know, needs the business. And now they've just lost four weeks without golf. Yeah. And, and, Four weeks of, you know, if the weather turns around here, the, the course was actually pretty good. It came out of the winter in good condition. I think most courses, from the sound of it, in the state that were opening up came out of the winter in good shape. You had dune grass opening up. You had old marsh opening up. And, you know, I, I can see the argument, okay, you have these courses like old marsh and dune grass that are, you know, somewhat close to the, the main New Hampshire border. Are you encouraging out-of-staters to come up and play? Um, you know, that's certainly a conversation point, um, no doubt. I mean, the the basis for these decisions is they really want to um, prohibit us from, from moving, um, from driving around, going to gas stations. Um, so that's why your restaurants are closed. All, I mean... They're just trying to immobilize us in a way and to stop the spread of, you know, the coronavirus. So I can see where the decision comes from. I I think it's a a difficult decision. Um, And certainly there's going to be some pushback when you look at it. And like I said, you look at these other states like Arizona for uh, as an example where they're deeming golf courses to be an essential business. And, you know, 
whether you put pool noodles in the cup or PVC pipe, it doesn't really matter. People want to get out and play. Um, you know, I saw Mike Doran played an incredible round at Brunswick Golf Club the other day. And, you know, it's just good to get outside and get some sun. And um, unfortunately, we're in a situation now where the courses are being mandated to close, whether it's the, you know, the, what you, whether you see as the right decision or not. Um, so I guess at this point is, you know, what what do we do to stay active? What do we do to um, keep our game sharp? And we, we just went through a long winter, um, you know, and, 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 you know, we should also say we, we hope everyone is is safe and healthy at home. I mean, we we kind of left that out there in the beginning, but we uh, we know this is, these are challenging times. But um, so we we hope you guys are all safe and and healthy this time. But anyway, so Zach, what are what are some things that that you've been working on um, in this social distancing quarantine state that we're in at this point? So for me, I'm trying to improve my uh, increase my distance. You know, the, one of my my strengths is, you know, be able to hit it accurately. But, you know, to keep up with you, I mean, I need to figure out something. And getting outdriven by your iron isn't really fun. So I've definitely been spending a lot more time at my house working out. And, you know, it might not be much, but, you know, even if I'm staying active doing push-ups, I got a kettlebell, TRX. So I'm trying to make sure that my body's still moving and you know if you need to go check out some uh golf fitness guys i know jamie greaves on twitter is giving away uh free lessons right now free instruction um so go check him out but you know what you're going to see is henry and i are going to post some videos about practice drills you know you can do a lot of drills and practice inside your house and stay safe um Henry, you got any uh, good drill to work on right here, right now? A good drill to work on right here, right now. Wow. Um, you know, I after being in Arizona and having the opportunity to work with a few really good instructors, um, such as uh, Mike Malaska, I would say that, you know, replicating a good impact position um, is probably undertaught in today's game. If that's something that you can work on at the house to feel what, you know, what impact should feel like, um, you know, there's plenty of videos out there. You look at a, a, a swing in slow motion, you know, what does it look like when he, a guy comes into impact, you know, where's his left shoulder, where's his left hip, uh, where's his right forearm in relation to his left forearm, assuming he's a right-handed player. So, um, I would encourage you to practice some things to work on your impact. And a lot of those things tend to be fairly active and a good way of um, sort of working out. As to, as to Zach's point, um, staying in shape in this time, I think, is important. It keeps you, it keeps you a little bit more sane and um, you know, gets you up and moving. So, um, yeah, I would, I would look at impact and... You know, as far as, um, you know, going on social media or online, there's plenty of plenty of videos and trainings you can watch. I also encourage you to, you know, 
whether it's read a Bob Rotella book or listen to a podcast, um, you know, anything that can help your game um, where you're not able to go the course and practice because this is a, a difficult time where um, you look at the situation outside and you just can't, you can't go to the golf course. It's unfortunate, but um, I think that if you can look back on this time frame and say, okay, I really used it to help um, get me in a better place and improve my game going into the season, you'll feel a lot better about yourself than if you just kind of sat on the couch and wasted it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I totally agree. Um, I, I've been reading Lynn Marriott and, uh, P and Nelson. They, uh, they have some great books on the mental side of the game. Um, they have one, their newest book is be a player where they talk about awareness. You know, what do you, what do you feel during your swing during a round? Does it fluctuate, you know, throughout the round? at the start at the at the end when you're about to score low um and it's a great time to kind of work on that mental aspect as well um you know we talked about you mentioned Mike Dorn i mean he just came flying out of the gates shot what 43 on the 13 holes he played i mean does that count as a course record i i think it's a unique course record i don't know if they'll make a plaque for him but you know they they probably ought to I mean, I know he's probably uh, got a plaque for himself up there somewhere. He's making one at home. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I just think if you can use this time to improve your game, you're going to look back on it and say, you know what, um, yeah, it was a difficult time, and, and hopefully everyone around you and your family and friends stay healthy, but, um, you know, when the courses do open, you'll come out swinging. So, you know, I just listened to a podcast on the way up to Sugarloaf, actually, today with uh, with Webb Simpson. And he talked about, you know, the fact that he's been on this sort of three-year stint where he's working out and and uh, really addressed his putting woes since the, the putting change. And um, you look at his stats from the last, I don't know, three years, he's one of the best on tour. Ball striking, putting, everything. He's won, I think, what, twice? He won the Players and then he won the uh, Phoenix Open this year. So... There's guys out there that take advantage of this time this time period, um, and then there's some that that aren't, and it's just you know which which boat are you going to fall into? Um, but you know, hopefully you're making the best of it. So what uh, what do you think Tiger and Phil are doing right now? I mean, we've heard rumblings of a Tiger Phil Brady Manning goat match. Um, you think they're getting ready for this COVID? relief match that is a goat match wow um yeah i heard uh stories about a match to help raise some money for to you know fight this virus and um i think it's a cool idea it sounds like they want to play a match in florida i don't know exactly the um how they're going to score it but uh, you know, if it's just straight up Tiger versus Phil, or if they're actually going to do like a sort of pro-am where you add in Brady and Manning, or if Brady and Manning are going to throw the football to Tiger, I don't know what's going to happen. So it sounds pretty fun though. And, you know, if they're not going to have a, a crowd and they can film it and put it on TV before we come out of this uh, mandatory stay at home um, time frame, then yeah, I think it's cool. I think it's going to get a lot of viewers and, um, 
sounds like Turner Sports is putting it on. So um, interested to see what the people at home think about it. And uh, if you guys have any thoughts on you know, our discussions and topics that we're going to be covering, you're, feel free to uh, DM us on our Instagrams, at HenryFallGoff and at ZTZonlo. But, uh, yeah, no, I think it's, uh, it's very interesting, this match that they're talking about. What are your feelings on it? Well, I mean, if I was Tiger and Phil and making a decision on who I want to take, I mean, I got to go Peyton Manning. Um, you know, Brady might be the GOAT in football, but Peyton's been out of the league for a couple of years now, and I know he's been working his, on his game down at Sweden's. And I don't know if you watched him during the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, but guy's got a good swing. I, I like Peyton Manning in this, this match. Well, I think that I'll speak for our listeners and say that, you know, Michigan is always a flight away or Tennessee, wherever you need to go back to. Um, Diehard Patriots fans, we know Brady is going to destroy Peyton Manning. um, And Tiger is going to, you know, get his payback and destroy Phil. So um, now the real question is, are they going to do a lefty swing challenge? Because that seems to be... And also, up-and-coming thing, you look at Brooks Kepka hitting 300-yard drives left-handed, what is going on? It would be really cool to do a little PGA Tour left-handed challenge. I mean, I know Justin Thomas and Ricky did one just recently, and I mean, talk about a collapse by Justin Thomas. I mean, in he their, was he was looking at, you know, breaking 90. and In their swim shorts. In their swim shorts, you know. Why not? Let's let's relax the <laughs> let's relax the dress code. Yeah, relax the dress code. That'll get us through the coronavirus, right? Exactly. Um so I mean obviously there's a lot going on right now, even though the tours aren't even playing. Um you know, you look at these these efforts to to kinda keep us all sane and keep us active. You know, you, you look at a lot of the PGA pros out there too, coaches, um, they're putting out video after video to help us stay active and keep our game sharp at home. Um, what are some things that, you know, we talked a little bit about workout and I talked about some impact feels. Uh, what about some short game stuff, Zach, that you can speak to like putting, um, chipping. It looks like everyone's doing like trick shots now too with ping pong balls and everything. Yeah, um, I'm not that skilled, and I don't think the uh, fiance will let me swing a full club in my house. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, putting—you don't need much. You need a putter and a golf ball to do some work. You know, I love utilizing a start line drill during this time. You know, toss a coin down a couple inches in front of your golf ball and try and start the ball over the coin. You know, there's three big areas to putting. And one of them is starting the ball on the correct line. You know, you can't practice your green reading right now, but you can practice your speed control and your start line. So take the time and practice those fundamentals. And once you do get back out on the golf course, you're going to know that you're starting the ball on line. You're going to make more putts right away. Um, you know, I, I follow Michelle Holmes. She's a great instructor. She showed a great drill the other day. She shared it. Um, try and hit three putts and have each ball touch the previous ball. Can you do that? I mean, that takes a lot no. of touch. No, I can't. <laughs> so 
you know, there, there's a lot of good, good putting drills out there. Um, you know, even if you just practice your putting stroke, I mean, we've heard it before, you know, full swing, you can just take slow, small swings in your house and work on certain positions. So, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting for these next couple weeks. And, you know, hopefully we'll share some more as to what you can do to improve and keep, keep busy. But, uh, in the meantime, I mean, we're just going to talk golf and talk about what is going on. So let's, let's, let's look back at main golf real quick. Let's, let's go back. You know, we played Apple Valley where they had pool noodles in the cup. So do you think this is going to help the USGA's rule of keeping the pin in? <laughs> do you think now everybody's going to go that way? It's just going to be a giant pool noodle on every cup. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's funny because, you know, I got back from Arizona, I don't know, three weeks ago. I had a week-long practice with, um, you know, with our team at, at Bates College, our team, sorry. And, um, you know, the next thing, next thing I know, they're going home. And season's canceled. Uh, courses are wondering if they're going to open or not. And then here we are two weeks later, and now they're mandated to close. So it's just amazing the position we find ourselves in. Um, now we're just talking golf. I mean, think about how, how broader this discussion is outside of just the just the game of golf. But um, clearly there's more important things. But um, it is interesting just looking at, at it from our sports perspective and – like I said, the courses came out for the winter great. They were ready to go. They adopted this PVC uh, pool noodle cup thing, and you know people were still getting out and playing and trying to keep distance. But, um, yeah, it's really pretty interesting to look at. So you mentioned NCAA and your, you know, your college golf team. You know, it is nice that the NCAA is – allowing you know an extra year of eligibility but i mean how many kids are actually going to take advantage of that yeah i I think it's i think it's just dependent on the person i i can't probably shouldn't speak to it too much just because i don't fully uh i guess i'm not fully seeing the picture yet as far as who's going to utilize it and who's not but um yeah i mean certainly you have a season cut out like that i mean you got senior golfers that had been playing for three and a half years had been looking forward to a conference championship or a NCAA championship. They'd been preparing and raring to go. And, you know, we had a spring trip set up. So, I mean, you look at all that, it's just, it's a shame. I mean, um, you know, hopefully they have the opportunity to still compete, whether it is in uh, whether it's collegially or outside and, you know, whether they want to do a U.S. Open qualifier, whatever it might be. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's – I can only imagine. I'd be demoralized because, you know, I was there my senior year. We went to NCAAs. If I wasn't able to make that trip, how would I feel? I'd, I'd hate it. It'd suck. Um, and, yeah, so I, I definitely felt for them and – um we still keep in conversation, so trying to keep them in a good frame of mind and 
Um, but I guess we all are at some point. I mean, this is just, this is kind of crazy when you think about it. Um, I mean, what, what about your NCA experience? What, how would you feel if you were kind of told like, Hey, you can't go play golf, whether you were competing or not. You know, I, I spent too much time drinking beer down at Coastal's <laughs> that I don't think it really probably would have mattered. But I mean, thinking of in terms of not being able to spend time with my, you know, friends in, during senior year would have been just devastating. Um, and I, I do, I, I feel for these college kids that just don't get that final opportunity of spending those last couple weeks before you graduate, before you step up into the real, real world. Um, it, it's tough, but, you know, we're all going to keep moving on. We're going to keep trying to get through this. You know, let's make sure we all stay at home. Let's, uh, let's flatten the curve and figure it out from there. But, you know, now that we look at it, you know, we're, we're now approaching what master's week is next week, right? Oh yeah. Master's week. (laughs) So who's your pick? I, you know, I, I think the course has got a chance. You know, what I've heard is Augusta shut down. So I'm thinking, you know, maybe a quick trip. All right. So here's a question. How the heck are we going to get through the gates at Augusta National? See, what I'm thinking is they're redoing 13 T-Box, right? They are? They are. They're going to add a little bit extra length to 13. Oh. So, so no Bubba Watson over the corner is what you're saying. Exactly. But, you know, you have Augusta Country Club, the other golf course that's right behind it. Is that a dog track or is that good? It's pretty good. Oh, okay. And what they well, had we to, could go play there. We could. Well, what we can do is... Just, you know, sneak on from Augusta Country Club right to that new alternate tee that they have. Start at 13, play all the way through 12, finish up on probably one of the best holes at Augusta with the 12th hole. Now, let's let's talk about what they're going to do with the Masters. And it's not like they would have any security or cameras or anything, so. No. <laughs> no, I, I think they would. No, keep going. No, you can keep talking. So, so let's 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 think about this. So, when's when is Augusta going to be? Foliage? Is it going to be in the fall in October? Um, I think an October Masters would be be pretty badass. To be honest with you, um, I don't know if it's going to happen because it's just it's so dependent on the uh, how this all plays out. I mean, now they're telling us that it could be. The beginning of June be think, before things come back to normal. So, um, with that being the case, you know, you, I don't know. Is the PGA Tour gonna put an emphasis on the the major championships? Are they gonna try to get those in plus the Ryder Cup, or are they gonna just kind of go with the rest of the the regular tour schedule? I don't think they know yet. I think it's it's really up in the air. Um, I mean, how would you like to see it play out? I mean, I would love to see all four majors be played, but you know, we're starting to run out of time because you know for a fact that the PGA Tour is going to make sure that they have the FedEx Cup. I mean, that's their sixth major, if you want to call it anything. Um, you know, so they, they were hand out that was it now fifteen million dollar check? I don't even know how much it is. Something, something insane. <laughs> But, you know, if you look at it, you know, they just lost their, their premium event in the players. You know, they're going to want to see the FedEx Cup be played. So, 
Correct. When are you going to fit in the four majors? Um, will we see the British Open being the first one? Or what's going to happen there? But I would love to see see the uh, the four majors be played this year. Um, the four tracks would have been awesome set up for, for some great golf. And well, I saw that an October Masters wasn't even... That wouldn't even be the best time uh, period for it. It actually would be November from the the, the climate and the weather, they said. Um, but, I mean, that'd be kind of cool. Sitting back here, you know, it's starting to get kind of cold, some snow on the ground. You're watching the Masters. That's, that's pretty cool. Um, Do you think it would interfere with the ratings for college football and NFL? No. No? Two I mean, different... I think if Tiger's playing, doesn't matter. And, you know, we'll see how it goes with they might not want to have it because if that's the last major of the year in November and then they got to play it again in April, I mean, what is that, five months later? I mean, that's a pretty quick turnaround. So, um, and it being a membership club, who knows how they would want to handle that, but it seems to me like if they have the opportunity to have it and make sure that they give out a green jacket year to year, I wouldn't be shocked if they, they try to put it on. And, and you know they're going to make plenty of money off of it. So that's just an added incentive. So so no Masters next week, which is... Wait, what? No Masters next week. Um, they should play on Xbox. What, uh, what should they show instead? Should they show Jack Nicholas eighty oh, six? Right. Should they, they show, show Tiger nineteen? Then they show Big Break this week. They showed Big Break. <laughs> you know, which 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 made which Masters would you want to see them show you? Well, I mean, the one last year was incredible. Um, I think you and I both have Tiger as our our favorite golfer of all time. So. I mean, let's let's just look at the top ten from from last year. I mean, yeah. You have Tiger thirteen. Thirteen under. Followed by Brooks Kepka, Xander Schauffele, and Dustin at twelve. Jason Day, Webb Simpson, Francesco Molinari, Tony Finau at eleven, John Rahm, Patrick Cantley, and Ricky Fowler at ten. I mean, do you get a better leaderboard? You know what's crazy is that like until you told me that today. I totally forgot that Xander Shoffley and Dustin Johnson were only one shot back of being in a playoff. And then you look at Tony Finau, who played with a dislocated ankle. He popped back into place during the Part 3 challenge. I mean, that's... But, yeah. I mean, Kepka, Shoffley, DJ, Day, Simpson, Molinari, Finau, Rom. I mean, that's it's ridiculous. I mean, you you kind of forget that Kepka was in second. I mean, that was quite the run that he had for you know that those couple majors in a row of winning PGAs and then yeah. going up to the Masters. I mean, I mean, until he dumped it in the water on on twelve. But uh, yeah, I mean, if we could watch last year's Masters for the first time, that would be pretty cool. But um, I mean, there's so many great great years you look at the year adam scott won or even when sergio won i mean the way this is actually going to play out is we're going to end up having to watch patrick reed win the 2018 masters that if 2020 covid we're going to be stuck watching patrick reed win 
I mean, granted, awesome finish. You had Jordan Spieth right there, Ricky Fowler right there, but really, love, Patrick Reed? I love that man. So now that we've talked about the Masters, we've talked about COVID, you know, we want to kind of hear what you guys want us to talk about. You know, we we will continue to talk about main golf, you know, talk about some of our memories out here. Um, we're also going to have a few guests, but in the meantime, please feel free to shoot us a message on Instagram, you know, Henry Fall Golf or ZT Zonlo, or if you're on Twitter, hit up Z Zonlo 2 and please feel free to ask us any questions. We'd love to hear what you uh, what you think and what you want to hear. All right, stay active, stay sane. We'll see you next time on Main Golf Talk. Mm-hmm.